Good morning. It is a pleasure for me to be here and to come back and to share with you what God is doing among the Haitian community and also to share with you his word. Last time when I came, I only had my wife with me, but the Lord has blessed us with two beautiful girls and we praise his name for that. The same way in the ministry, last time when we came, there were only 30 churches that were in existence. But after we left here, the Lord has used us to plant 12 new churches, and you are part of that, and we praise him for you and for your partnership, for your support, and your prayers. Because of you, many of Haitians' community have heard the gospel, have committed their life to Christ, are serving him. And one day, together with you, they will join to worship our king for eternity. And I want to thank you and praise God for you, for the way that he is using you to transform his world. And this morning, this is what I would like to share with you from his word, is how to be an agent of transformation. How can we transform the world in which that he has placed us in? And how can we do that? So I will ask you to read with me from the Gospel of Matthew in uh, chapter 5. We will read from verse 14 to verse 16. As you know, Matthew is the author of this text. There is um, external evidence for that. But as we're going to look at this book, have in mind that in chapter 4, that we see Jesus went about all Galilee, and he was teaching in the synagogues. He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He was healing all kinds of sicknesses, and also his fame went about through all Syria. So great multitude follow him from Galilee to the Decapolis, Jerusalem, and to Judea, even beyond the Jordan. But he was in a mountainside hill, and sitting and teaching his disciple and the crowd. So as we look at here in chapter 5, verse 1 to verse 12, we see that he taught them the beatitude, the attitude which emphasizes on the character of a true disciple. And as we see that he focused on those who are determined to live as he lived, to live a life that is transparent, sincere, and in their inner being. But as we approach in verse 13 and verse 14, he used two metaphors, and those two metaphors that he used them as a mean to teach and to remind who we are in him. He used salt because salt is vulnerable. Salt is very a preservative, and salt speaks uh, uh, of inward abilities and characters that influence the decaying world in which we are living. Salt acts secretly. You cannot see what he's doing, but its influence is very real. And in the same way, salt cannot be salt. And in the same way, who we are, after he has been changed, cannot stop being who we are in him. So as we look at this text this morning, 
I would like us, as we study it, to, that it will influence, it will help us to influence our world by becoming agent of transformation. Let us read the word of God. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor do a light, a lamp, and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. Father, as we look at this word, we pray that you will speak through us, that not my heart will communicate, but you will communicate through my heart. Because the word I spoke have no power, but your word has power to transform lives. So may you speak to us this morning. May I decrease and so you may increase. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As we look at this text, I would like us to think about being agent of transformation. And as we look at this text, first of all, in order for us to become agent of transformation, we have to go back to remember who we were before we become light. As we look at this text in verse 14, it says, you are the light of the world. When we look at the world today and we look at the church, sometimes you can't see the difference between the two. When you look at the divorce rate in the world today, it's only 10% less in the church. When you look at, uh, there was a statistic that they were showing about people who steal things from their jobs and their work. They saw 40% of people who have not known Christ steal things from their work and take it home. For example, people who work at hotels. Sometimes I went to people's home and I see welcome to Holiday Inn, their towels. But they said also in the church, 37% of people in the church who are supposed to be called light have also take things that has not belonged to them. Their behavior, the way they live into the world is no difference. Self-control, anger, it's no difference. But as we're going to look at in this text, first of all, we have to look back to see who we were before Christ. The scripture said, by nature, we are children of wrath. In Ephesians 2, verse 1 and verse 2, 3, it says, and you he made alive who were dead in trespasses according to the course of this world you in which you once walk according to the prince of the power of the air the spirit who now works in the son of disobedience we were by nature children of wrath just as the others in Romans 3 Paul said it very clearly that there is none righteous, no, not even one. There is none who, understanding, who understands. There is none who seek after God. 
For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Paul said it very clearly again. He said, therefore, just as through one man sin entered the world, death come through sin, and this death spread to all men because all sin. But scripture put it very clearly when we come to understand that for the wage of sin is death, but this death is separation from God. So for, for us to become light or to be light, God has to be the one to make it possible. Many today are teaching that you can become light by your own efforts, by the things that you do. But when we look at the scripture, for us to become light, it was the a work that was performed on our behalf. It is not based on our what we do or what we accomplish. Because apart from Christ, we cannot shine. Because our mind was corrupt. Our knowledge, our real, and everything about us, our emotion was corrupt. But God made us alive in Christ. As we look at the scripture, it said that Christ is light. And God is light. And in him, there is no darkness. When you read in John 8 verse 12, he said, Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world, and he who follows me shall never walk in darkness, but have the light of life in him. All the scripture go even clearer to say, In him was light, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend him. But Jesus said, that he is the true light and he gives light to every man who come into him. The scripture also said in 2 Corinthians 4 verse 6, For it is God who commands light to shine out of the darkness, who has shown it in our heart to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. So without Christ, there is no light. But how does this light has been imputed upon us. While we were yet sinner, Christ died for us. We all like sheep have gone astray, but the Lord God has laid upon him our iniquity, and so that through him we become light. We were darkness, but now we are called children of light. No matter who we are, we can live good moral life, but we are all sinners and needed of this light. While I was in Haiti last week, we had a seminary training. One of our students was a wish doctor. He was a wish doctor in a community in which we planted a church on the top of a hill. And as we planted that church on top of the hill, every time the pastor come to preach and to perform service, that's when he come with his drums and make it even louder than the church to disturb the church. But one day, the pastor, as he was preaching, he said he saw a light that was shining. But he said he had to go inside that church. So when he came inside the church, he heard the gospel. 
Then he come to know the Lord. And he was in our training. And now he's going to be a pastor that's going to be preaching the message of the gospel. He was an agent of the darkness. But now he is equipping in order to become an agent of light. But this man, he come to understand what has done for him. I call him, was, he was one of the greatest sinners. And I come to understand what was done on my behalf. And that's why once you come to understand that, it will push you to serve this God. It will push you to surrender our whole being unto him. In order to explain it in a very clear manner, what was done on our behalf. I remember a story about a young boy. Two of them, one was eight and one was ten. And not long ago in the city of St. Louis, there was a flood. But as the water was coming down, the city called many men. They brought sand, they brought sandbags, and they were preparing so that when the water, the river is coming, how they could stop it from invading the city. They put sandbags 10 feet high. But the water was so strong, it came and it damaged the whole city. Even the sandbags, it put them and it threw them into the whole community. Then they had to clean up. As they were cleaning up, they come with a truck. They take all the sandbags and put it on a field. And as they put it on the field, they build a big, big, big mountain of sand. But because it was not packed, anyone who would walk on the top of that sand will fall through. But those two boys, they saw it was fun. As they were riding their bicycle, and they saw that pile of mountain, and they put their bicycles, and they start walking on the top. But there was a big hole as they get to the top, and they fell through. As they fell through, now their parents looking for them. They could not find them anywhere. Uh, they could not find them anywhere. Somebody find news that they saw their bicycle by the sand pile. Then they saw their Lolo's footstep going up. So they climb. And when they look, they saw the little one that was eight years old. He was turning blue because sand was on cover all of his chest. He could not breathe properly. So quickly, they moved the sand. Then he was about to pass out. Then he was able to breathe back. Then as he was breathing and come back to his sense, because the sand was still at his waist, then they asked him, we need to find your brother. Where is he? And he said to them, I am standing on his shoulder. He gave his life so that I might live. I come to understand that my Savior left his glory. He came upon this earth. He lived like a man. He gave his life. He take all of my sin upon him. And God has taken his righteousness and put it upon me. So that when God look at me, he see me in the light. He see me shine. But I cannot shine by myself. But the work was performed on my behalf. 
when we understand that, it will move us to know that once we become light, we cannot stop this light from shining. This light will shine. We must know that this light cannot be hidden. When we look at verse 14 and 16, it said that a city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. Followers of Jesus Christ must know that they are visible and they must be visible and radiant. Like a city on a hill cannot be hidden. A city on a hill is dependable. It is visible afar off. It's over top the lower part of the country. A city on a hill often, often built with white limestone. So when the sun shined on it, it shined and you could see it from afar. And at night when the moonlight, you could see it because of the limestone. But also, it was an ancient town in which the sun gleamed and at night oil of the lamp will glow over the surrounding area. It cannot be hidden. And that's what Paul Peter said in 1 Peter 2 verse 9. But you are a chosen generation, a wild priest, a holy nation, his own special people, that you may proclaim the praise of him. When God has called you out of darkness and he put you into the light, he is calling you to become agent of proclamation. Agent that will go and spread this message of the gospel. And so that through you, the world will come out of darkness into his marvelous light. Are you an agent of transformation? Because once you are transformed by this light, you cannot stop but be an agent of transformation. So we must send ray of light. We must be vocal. We must be visible. We must be vibrant in our witness for our Lord Jesus Christ. But Paul said it very clearly. It can reflect in our character. By the way we leave the gospel, the world around us will know we are children of light. We are children of God. When you read in Ephesians 5 verse 8, he said, For you were once darkness, but now you are light. In the Lord, walk as children of light. So our text say, Nor do the light a lamp and put it in under a basket, but on a lampstand, so that it gives light to all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men. Let your light shine before men. Is your light shining before men at your work, in your community, in which that he placed you? Because it will reveal in your character. There was a young lady that visited our church in Miami not too long ago. This young lady was sharing her testimony of how she come to know the Lord. And as she come to know the Lord, she knows that my character, the way I live, should be blameless before God. But she knows I cannot live this life by my own. I must be connected to the source, to the power 
I must be connected to God. And the more you're connected to God, the more he empowers you to live this life. The more your light shines, the more the world will see you and glow to you. So she, she was explaining how she come here into the U.S. She was on a boat. They used to call them boat people. She was, as she was on the boat, the captain tell her, if you want to reach the U.S. swirl, you must do certain things. You have to satisfy my selfish desires. She said, you know what? I'm serving a great God. I'm serving a God who has delivered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before a great king who could destroy them from a fire furnace. When he threw them into the furnace, instead of them burning, when he looked, he saw four. I know my God, no matter what you try to do to me, if he so desired to deliver me, he will deliver me. But there is nothing that you can do that will make me fall into sin with you. He said, if you don't, I'm going to throw you into the water. She said, no, if you throw me in the water, he's the same God who has sent fish to swallow Jonah into the water. He will send a fish to take care of me. After many trials, so he took her, threw her into the water so that she would drown and die. Not long later, the same day, two hours later, the Coast Guard came and he stopped that boat and he took everybody and sent them to Guantanamo Bay. While she was still in the water, there's a small boat coming from the Bahamas. He saw something in the water and it was that young lady. Just turn around and he take this young lady, call the same Coast Guard 911. They come with an helicopter, pick her up, take her to Jackson Memorial Hospital. Today she has residency. She's a nurse going back and forth to Haiti. The God we serve has delivered her. Amen? You can say amen. Why I say this is because once you're touched by this light, it transforms your character. As we are living right now in tough time, economy is down. We don't know what to do. Four million people out of jobs. You may be soon, but this is the time for you to trust God. To trust God to use you to become an agent of transformation. To trust God to use you so that you can give to ministries that are preaching the gospel. That are bringing this light from here into the world. Because of you, as I shared earlier, we were able to plant 12 new churches. Transform a community called Anike. A community that was in darkness. But now the light is shining because of you. But this is a time as we are transformed by this light to become agent of transformation by living, by proving it to our character. And this is what Paul said. You remember in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and chapter 2, 
Paul said, remember how I was blameless before you. Not only that I preached the gospel, but I lived the gospel. And that's what it says in our text. That your light should shine before men. That they may see your good works. That they may see the things that you have done. Oh, in Haiti this year, we had it bad. We had four storms in one month. One after the other. Water keep coming. People keep dying. People on the roof don't just know what to do. But your church and your community stood and helped us through your deeds preaching the gospel. Without saying words, there was one witch doctor in line waiting for us to provide food that you have supplied. And this witch doctor came to me and said, take my picture. Go and tell them that the God you serve is the true God. He said, I am top witch doctor in Gonai. I know a lot of people. Nobody calls me to find out how am I doing. My friends, they come to me to get power to get, so that they can go back and do their thing. But no one searched me. But you, in the midst of the water, come and minister to us, giving us food, giving us water. He said, pray for me. Because the God you serve, he is the true God. So when you perform good deeds, it points them to the Savior because I don't have anything to gain from them. But when you do good deeds, it shows them the Christ that is in you and your light shine before men. So my brothers and sisters, we should let our light seen by our character, but also by the deeds that we perform. But it should never point to us. But it should always point people to God and to Christ. Never say, look what I have done. Look what I have accomplished. But always let them know it is God who has made provision for you to give and so that today that they can worship and glorify him. As a city on a hill, let us shine. Let us become agents of transformation. Let us transform our community. And as we transform our community, let us transform this world for our kingdom. And so that people will know that there is no life without Christ. For he is the way the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through him. Know where you come from. You are darkness. Remember what he has done for you. He has imputed his light in you. But remember the calling that he has imputed in you. Let your light shine. Leave the gospel by word and deed as you point them to the Savior. May God use this word to empower you, to use you, to transform your work. Amen. Father,
we thank you for your word. Many of us today, our light is not shining. So I pray, Father and Lord God, that you will make our light shine. And so that everyone that comes our way can see Christ in us and through us. May our character, may, Father, the actions in which we perform point people to you. For we were like them, but you call us out of darkness to become agent of light. For we are not the light, but we are a reflection of the true light who is in us, you. And Father, use us as your tool to point them to you. And so that they will exalt and glorify your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray.